Anand, talking more about the current times. So, so considering the the current situation, the current scenario, how? So, what do you think? What do you? Uh, what are your opinions on how COVID is going to change our entire design fraternity? I think it is going to have a much uh, longer impact. Uh, COVID fundamentally, if you look at it, right? Uh, we will have uh, ways to uh, curb uh, or flatten the curve as it's classically spoken of. Yes. Uh, but uh, as all of us have witnessed, yeah, there is not going to be one lockdown to solve all the problems. You know, lockdowns may become uh, a phenomena uh, where the government may want to control it zone by zone, node by node, uh, industry by industry. Uh, and once the uh, world opens up also, there'll be a lot of reservations on uh, what uh, would people do behaviorally. Because there's a very real fear out there, you know, that uh, people have died uh, and significant uh, number of people have died in the country as a part of COVID. Uh, so uh, it has very direct impact on tourism. It has direct impact on uh, restaurants. Uh, it has direct impact on retail. Uh, on events, a lot of designers get employed here, you know, uh, so would these experiences change? Would they become more digital? Would we, would we move at much more higher price points because the ticket size would increase and we would not want to have those many set of people, uh, you know, if there's a restaurant or a flight, they may not be able to cater to so many people. They would have to, because of social distancing, decrease the capacity. So what change is there, you know? Uh, so, and again, all of these are speculations from my side, but I could completely be wrong here. But we could, we would have to start think of uh, segregating the domain into the contact industries and the non-contact industries. So by contact industries, I mean industries where people come together as a community or participate as a community. You know, there's a congregation of people, right? Uh, whether it's logistics, uh, whether you're taking tra uh, metro every day, uh, all of these things uh, there will get impacted. And design has been mostly a facilitator. Uh, so uh, what would happen is you would see, and because of the fact that companies are coming out of heavy losses right now, most of the businesses are being shut. Uh, I think permanent employment uh, in a lot of organizations. Uh, will become uh, less per se, you know, uh, you will see a lot of gig economy coming up. Freelancing will become more stronger because while I have a project related money, I don't have a role related money. So I would not have a money for funding an entire department for three years, but I know that I have this project right now that I want to fund and then I want to earn profits out of it. So right. I would, I would want designer right now for three months, right. whether right. I would want designer for two years, that becomes questionable. Uh, working from home is something that designers have always loved. Uh, I've spoken to a lot of people in the community. They always want to go back to hills or beaches and work yes. from there because it inspires them. And I think that is going to become a possibility for a lot of us we would be able to say, go back and work from a shack in Goa or uh, uh, take a small cottage in Dharamshala and work from there. And that's a good news. I mean, uh, uh, that is going to happen. 
uh, for a lot of us. Freelancing will get more popular. So those of us who've been doing Zoom calls or have been doing remote working, etc., uh, we would start feeling more at home uh, with the realities that are shaping our conditions around. Uh, digital space, uh, we'll see maybe more demand. A lot of things will move on to digital. Uh, logistics companies probably should see more demand coming up. Uh, uh, so that is going to be uh, uh, a, a thing that will gain some traction. Uh, a lot of smaller uh, manufacturers or vendors will take to digital marketing to drive demand, will take to web presence or mobile presence to drive demand because people will feel more and more uncomfortable. Uh, going to retail stores or uh, flocking in the same numbers that they used to. So how do you still deliver the consumer product? Loyalties will see rise because at this point in time, people are less loyal to jump and explore, less likely to jump and explore newer vendors for anything. So customer acquisition, etc., will see some degree of challenge coming. Uh, if you are a new business at this time, you probably would face some degree of resistance. Uh, if you are in a, operating in a space that is already oversupplied as such, uh, because the incomes will suffer. Uh, and again, I don't want to sound like a soothsayer. These are just things that I'm speaking off my head as we're talking about. Basis, uh, what I see uh, uh, panning out. And I could be completely right. wrong here. So yeah, I don't want people to take this very seriously. Right. But uh, just be prepared for these things. You know that... Uh, a lot of smaller companies will want to conserve cash. They would not want to spend at least till September, October. So there is not going to be a steady rise in spending. Speculative working will happen in some time there. You may take up work and you may be given a credit or promissory note as a payment that if you get money in September, we'll pay you. And uh, I think at this point in time, we should also help each other survive. It's actually yes, very, very important because uh, a lot of businesses will survive because they've been held by another business to survive. If everyone goes back in conserving whatever their caches are, uh, then it would be extremely difficult. You know, for example, at Nico, we were faced with the pressure of uh, downsizing and uh, uh, asking people to go. But we decide, all of us decide to take salary cuts but not let job losses happen. So in a way, what uh, all of us have done is to ensure that everyone takes the blow, but no one takes a blow that is absolutely difficult to come out of. And uh, this will get more important at the industry level also, you know, where maybe a, a service provider will have to take a blow in terms of the commissions that they charge, in terms of the money that they charge uh, from a customer. But they should keep the cash flow register going on. They should keep taking projects until the time the economy recovers. I think this is one way in which we'll help other businesses also stay afloat. Uh, so uh, designers who work at individual capacities uh, work with your customers. Don't work against your customers. If they survive, you survive. Uh, and this is something that will happen and will dictate the condition of the fraternity. A lot of uh, compensation reset might happen. Uh, design has seen a lot of rise in compensation. Uh, how will that pan out is very difficult to say about right now. Uh, but in the immediate future, 
don't expect to see the same rise in compensation across industries. It'll be very domain-specific, business-specific growth uh, that you might see. And uh, if you are in one of domains that is not growing, uh, then you may want to expand uh, your repertoire. Uh, be okay with working in a gig economy kind of manner. Add more skill sets. I think this is also the best time to learn. Best yes. time to diversify your learning. Uh, put in more effort. If you are someone who's currently not working but has the resources to take up online classes and learn, do that. You know, refine your skills because things are going to get all right in some manner or another later. But when they get all right, would you be ready or not? You know, and that's a very important question that companies have to ask for themselves and individuals will also have to ask for themselves. But are you able to make the most of opportunity when the opportunity comes your way two, three or four months down the line? Yep. Right. Got it. Great. So, Anand, what is your take on the designer's role in our society? And how can they really make this world a better place to live? I think uh, designers are absolutely critical to uh, uh, the well-being of the society. They are a profession that is focused on the quality of life that people have. And that is something that is a, that is a, a forethought that should never be lost. If you look at uh, developed economies, uh, economies that have larger social protection, uh, Scandinavia, for example, you look up to them because they have a very good quality of life. Right? Right. And uh, a lot of that role gets played by design, which is the qualitative function of what is being made, what is, being, what is shaping our environment. And uh, if you look at a country which is still developing, a country like India, you, know, you would see that we don't do lesser construction. Uh, we don't do lesser manufacturing. Right. What we don't do as much is thinking or deliberating when we're making something. We're too invested in this idea of Jugaad. And where there's a problem, make a hack job and solve the problem. Good, but don't live with the hack job. You know, improve on the hack job. Use the services of someone uh, who's trained as a designer, who's trained as an architect, who's trained as a communication professional. Give these people services. Use their services to elevate value. And that becomes extremely important. So, uh, Designers in this country have to look at servicing and improving the quality of life for most of us because we as a country have not been and social divide is very big in this country. So uh, we also have to ask uh, how are we investing in the lives of people who are not able to pay us? Now, are we doing something for people uh, who currently do not fund our salaries? but are going through tragedies every single day. You know, if you look at Baha's movement that happened or pre-Baha's movements, you know, uh, and there are people like Theodor Adorno who've written a lot about it. One of the fundamental ideas of industrial design that came in was to enhance the quality of the life of a worker. Worker who was the figurehead of a post-feudal society. When the factories came up, right? Uh, the industries came up. The family size shrunk a lot. You just had nuclear families and uh, that is where you got uh, design involved in production of goods and commodities right. because you would not have additional labor to clean your house or cook your meal and you now it would be a house that is run by two people so washing machine has to come in 
so blood toasters have to come in so oven has to come in right uh, so that people can go back to work and do their jobs every day and that was designed focusing on quality of life of the underprivileged and creating a mass requirement from there so we have to constantly go back and look at design doing the same in a country like india which is if all of us are thinking we have to go back and think about what are we doing to add value to the cost of life of a migrant and if you, if you look at urban slums you'll realize that the cost of living is fairly high compared to the income that people pay the amount of rental that they pay uh in slums or the amount of money that they pay for water you know water is not free in most of the slums uh, and it's not as convenient as open the tap and get the water right. uh the the thing that is happening with most of the gurgaon society is also what is happening in most of the gurgaon slums which is there's a tanker that is coming and giving you water and you have a paper tanker a paper can of the water right. so a lot of these things are the lived reality and a lot of mass demand will come from there so unfortunately or fortunately if you born in a developing economy you will have these problems to solve and i think we as designers are doing very less to solve these problems uh whether we are architects or designers or communicators we are not doing enough for a much larger population of this country and their quality of life uh you look at old people who don't have support system in the country in their quality of life uh are we working there are we working at buildings becoming more accessible footpaths becoming more accessible yes. uh there was this entire movement of right to road which is does the car owner have the right to road or do the people who walk on the road have the right to road you know right. and there are 20% or 10% people who own the cars own 85% of the roads and people 80 90% people who walk on the roads have like this five feet footpath which is again laden with shops and trees and everything else they have to constantly dodge vehicles and cross the road and the, i think this the fundamental idea that design creates two things it creates dignity for human life and it creates agency for things to change i think these are two things that have to question us in the face as designers everywhere today how i done something to improve the dignity of another human being is another human being feeling more human when they are using my product and am i able to create agency by helping people transform their lives gain control over their lives and uh, in this country we have unfortunately not been able to so while we been able to make ends meet the industries flourished some of us are finding jobs that we've not been able to find 20 25 years before and uh, our compensations have increased we haven't done enough and our relevance of profession will come from our ability to reach out to masses so as a profession also becomes very important that designers reach out work on projects that uh, impact lives uh, and create good quality of life for people who cannot afford it at this particular point in time right yes surely i can definitely have this take away that it is designers role to create a dignity and build an agency for transformation and change definitely for sure so now anand i'd like to know what according to you are some key qualities or traits that you really look for in a ux designer especially when you are hiring someone in your team 
I think uh, most organizations have very varied processes when it comes to hiring. Uh, because I've learned a lot from my colleagues. I uh, do my process very diligently. Uh, I don't hire casually. I don't hire unless I have to hire. Uh, and uh, I, if I'm hiring a UX designer, uh, I look for their, their usability chops the first, which is I would generally give them a problem to deconstruct that uh, this is my current interface. Uh, and this is the workflow that we have. Now, can you find gaps with the workflow and articulate the workflow really well? Articulate those gaps or friction points really well. And I think a lot of companies should do this. A lot of companies that I see doing is that they ask designers to create something. And when the designer creates something, the criticality becomes very subjective. Okay. You know, so you ask someone to make a, a a flight booking app or some random use case. Mm -hmm. uh, so you would not be able to control what is it that they've assumed, how are they making something and whatever they've made, is it right or not right? There's no way for you to have an objective discussion. On it. But when you basically give a usability assessment, uh, you have, you generally give assessment because you know the problems with your own interface. So you are fairly familiar with them. Uh, you know, uh, I, I would assume that most of the designers are familiar with things that they ship are broken. Uh, so, uh, when someone else comes and articulates, you want to see how much ground have they covered, which is how many of these issues have they been able to identify right. and how are they able to classify these issues, which right. gives you some understanding of the theoretical rigor that person has, hmm. you know, uh, and that ability, the ability to. Uh, have a good eye for usability, a good theoretical knowledge of usability helps you craft interfaces that are more intelligent fundamentally. Otherwise, between you and a J person, there's no difference. Got you know, uh, if I were to put a marketeer on sketch uh, and he knows the tools, he would be able to place a button somewhere, a hamburger somewhere, a bar somewhere or whatever. Yes. Uh, but will he be able to tell you exactly why this should be here, why this should not be here? Why should the padding be only so much? How should the grids float, you know, so, and why something is right and why something is not right. You know, and there's a fair degree of objectivity to it. So I don't believe that design is subjective. Uh, I'm of that school of thought that it is where you control behavior. So if you don't know how you can control behavior and what behavior you're controlling, uh, then you're a monkey in the forest. You, know? you could be doing 25 things. And praying those things get right, but you have no control of what goes right, what goes wrong. And uh, yeah, so I think one of the key things that I look for is usability. Uh, assessments on usability becomes very important. Articulation becomes very important because designers have to constantly articulate their decisions with product uh, uh, and with other functions also, with developers. So, uh, how are you able to articulate? How are you able to debate? Uh, how are you able to defend decisions? How open are you to being wrong? Uh, is also very important. I don't expect designers to know everything about design. And at times everything about design does not come from designers. It comes from multiple other people. Uh, so your ability to have good debates, take learnings that are important, take feedback that is important, service that feedback, create another iteration, learn from that process uh, becomes very critical. I've seen a lot of designers get pissed off uh, 
agencies or otherwise also uh, when they receive a feedback. And the the thing is not all feedback is meant to be received. You know, there could be bogus feedback also. There could be subjective feedback. And uh, so question that feedback. Ask that person to articulate. Put a weight on that person person to give you a better feedback. But uh, also understand that a lot of feedback is a function of the vocabulary that you speak. So when a person in the front says mazani ara, you know, and that is a lot of a lot of guys do that. A lot of product people, founders, uh, give bland feedback like that. They'll say mazani ara, achani lagra. So how do you take that feedback? How do you break it down? You know, because that person will not be able to break it down. And unfortunately or fortunately, you may have to work with someone like this in the industry. You know, he'll say, yeah, Apple, yes, I'll do it. It's not good. It's not The design is not popping out. It's not wow design. Right. You might feel angry on that person. Wow, what does it mean? I'm going to But also, you need to go back. And ask that this person will not be able to tell me anything more. He will not be able to tell me that increase the kerning between typefaces, increase the leading between the header text, uh, increase padding between the texts, you know, increase the image size, put more contrast to contrast between the colors. He will not be able to tell you all that. So uh, at least with design managers or people who are leading a team, I expect this ability that you should be able to take a feedback that sounds subjective break it down to very specific things and then give that feedback to the designer. And so uh, at times when I work with freelancers, I don't tell them typeface I tell them that I need a slab typeface, which is serif. And I want the serifs to be leading into each other. I want the counters to be curvaceous in nature. I want bigger counters, even though the typeface is slab. But uh industry se bahar wala aadmi hai wo to vague input hi dega na yaar wo aapko aapki vocabulary mein thodi batayega so you should have the ability to break it down to very specific things and then create when people sin ko teen version dikha do so that is also something designers get pissed off ki agar ek hi cheez sahi hai to ek hi cheez dekho teen cheeze kyun dekh rahe how would you get to know but it's a it's a lot of people will not be able to understand see will not be able to understand what they want so iterations will be a part of your work. It will be a part of your work to go back, redraw something and gain clarity. And this happens as much in the wireframe. So you should be able to okay making pen paper prototypes, uh, make hack prototypes really faster. I don't want the first screen to look production ready. I don't want the spacing to be done perfectly. I just want things there because I'm still thinking about requirements. I'm not thinking about interface level fit and finish. So designers design for different fidelities at different times. So you should be able to do that really well. You should be able to design for different fidelity. You should know what kind of conversation you're getting into. So when I interview, I look out for these abilities in a UX guy that is he able to think on his feet? Is he able to iterate really fast? Is he able to anchor the conversation really well? Is he able to articulate really well? He or she, whatever. Sorry for making it uh, gender insensitive, but no. uh, by, by that I mean that, that yeah. men or women both. 
but are they are they able to look for uh, are they able to anchor the conversations really strong right round the conversation really strong ki agar aapko visual design ka feedback nahi chahiye us samay to visual design wali cheeze dikha kyun rahe why you not showing a pen paper prototype because if you show right. me something that is a typeface and that is a illustration and that is colors and that is spacing or that is grids i will start giving you feedback on that वो होगा वो सामने वाला कंट्रोल नहीं कर पाता है तो आपको ये कंट्रोल करना पड़ेगा कि भाई आप उसको दिखा क्या रहे हैं अभी फ्लोज देख लेते हैं अभी विजुअल हायर की देख लेते हैं सो वॉट आर यू डिजाइनिंग टू वर्ड्स Will dictate what kind of feedback you get. So that ability becomes very important. Articulation becomes very important. Usability becomes very important. Ability to be wrong and not take the onus of becoming fountainhead of clarity becomes very important. I don't expect designers to know everything. I want them to be able to learn, and that you eventually get clarity from multiple sources. You need not be the springboard of clarity. So चलेगा अगर नहीं पता है, but you know be okay with नहीं पता है. be okay with going wrong and most of us have gone wrong and fell on our flat faces multiple times aapko you are in your gut convinced you launch the product and it doesn't no one comes to buy it so that is okay and you should be okay with that you should be okay with people critiquing you it's a very difficult thing because designers ego is a real thing most of our people's egos is a real thing but uh, it's a profession where you'll grow more uh, if you snap out of it and are able to have more objective discussions to keep this aside right yeah and one of other things i think the last probably the last addition to the statement would be Please. that people who are able to have fun that i look for a lot you know that at the end of a very hard day are you able to relax really well are you able to uh, keep a good working environment Are you able to reach out to other people and help them out in the team? If you're slightly senior, are you able to mentor? Right. So good personal skills also become extremely important. Yes, definitely, definitely. <coughs> Great. So now, uh, this is for all all those who are really starting off right now, and they are having their thoughts on UX design on this field, whether to go ahead with that or not. So, what do you think are the career prospects in UX design? uh i think the industry uh, has been the best it has been ever now this uh covid notwithstanding uh this is the best industry has been so far more and more people are aware of ux more and more people are employing ux guys uh they are not just four companies employing ux people across the world so there the career prospects are huge uh but with any discipline that has to do with design you know it requires a lot of personal motivation there's very little space for mediocre people to survive right and because anyone who's coming here is coming because uh they are completely driven you will find more people who are driven you know compared to other industries you would find people who went to engineering college learned computer science or wahan pe aise log hain who are changing the envelope you know who are redefining Or what a code piece of code can do, but there are also people who are just sitting in the box, waiting for projects to come by, writing average codes, worrying about where to buy another car or a flat from. Right. Um, 
यहाँ पे उस वो तादाद थोड़ी कम है यू नो प्रोबली डिजाइनर्स आर ड्रिवेन मोर बिकॉज लॉट ऑफ फैमिलीज डोंट है क्या कर रहा है अनलेस द मनी स्टार्ट कमिंग इन सो ए बी अर्ट दैट देर इज मनी देर इज ग्रोथ देर इज प्रोफेशनल सेटिस्फेक्शन बट बी विलिंग टू वर्क वेरी हार्ड विलिंग टू लर्न विलिंग टू कॉन्स्टेंटली बी ओके विद वेरी चेंजिंग इंडस्ट्री बिकॉज आर टूल्स चेंज आर वर्क पैटर्न चेंज वॉट एन इंडस्ट्री रेलिवेंट चेंजेस टेक्सटैक चेंजेस so right. relevance is something that uh, once you get a little seasoned in this industry you start struggling with you know there are still people who make wireframes uh, on powerpoint uh, i may i used to make wireframes on balsamic uh, visual design i used to do on photoshop and suddenly the sketch comes right. so i'm like theek hai sketch sikho yaar ab tumne 2 saal sketch sikha uske beech mein affinity aa gaya uske right. beech mein uh, uh, फिगमा आ गया उसके बीच में प्रिंसिपल आ गया तो इनका क्या करना है इनको भी सीखना पड़ेगा सो डिजाइन इज चेंजिंग ड्रास्टिकल यू नो इट्स यू जस्ट अंडरस्टूड मोबाइल नाउ द वॉच इज कम वॉच के लिए बना सकते हो क्या तो and and uh, to be able to do that to be able to stay on top of all of this is a lot of hard work so be willing to do that uh, it will take away from lot of and everything is a function of uh, trade offs you know so i generally make this point to people all the time that the cost of something is what you give up for it so kai bar aapko samajh mein nahi aata but uh, the certain professions will take away a lot from you. so be okay doing that if you want to be in this profession you want to thrive because it will take away a lot of uh, uh, time it will take away a lot of energy from you good part is you make good friends in design you know i have uh, my ex colleagues uh, people in industry very fun people to hang out with so i would if i'm meeting someone and if i know they're designer or have been in design industry in some way or another uh, they are very fun people to have conversation with so i know i'm going to have a good time so you always have great company you know i've uh, seen uh, yeah it's it's uh, hanging out with designers is a lot of fun so that way yeah the career prospects i means uh, user research is catching up in the country a lot of people are now getting to understand the value that a qualitative research will bring uh, the problem is we are not able to provide for good jobs there you know so uh, learning uh, going back to basics again learning from parent disciplines Whether it's uh, social anthropology or uh, sociology or things like that, and then informing your practice there, uh, being able to read and situate quality, qualitative data in a particular context, right. that is that is becoming more and more important. Uh, so UX is suddenly exploding as a discipline. Uh, UX designers are getting more prominence. Uh, I don't think everyone in the industry understands what UX is and what it is not, uh, but they definitely want to get a guide. so employability generally is not a concern uh, how you set up your role in the organization or how organization frames your role becomes very important and how strong you are in your own craft and skill set becomes very important so that i think is uh, becoming very central but ux design 
has uh, gained a lot of strength and uh, some of the best global employers whether it's google so the world or microsoft so the world and uh, they are they are ramping up this headcount very significantly so yeah i mean uh, very good time to be a, the best time to be a ux guy ever yeah definitely beautifully put together so now i'd like to end, end this podcast by asking you what is your message to all our listeners and imaginexp i think uh, imaginexp is doing a great job evangelizing this discipline taking this discipline to places where it's not been uh, last year we uh, hired some interns uh, from chitkara university uh, in chandigarh in one okay. ngn they came from imaginexp uh, uh, so uh, i mean i would not have ever thought that this would happen and it is happening so uh, imaginexp is also shaping up mandate for ux in small organizations as well which would have not ever thought of recruiting a ux guy so we will definitely see a lot of good quality product coming out uh, and uh, a lot of that is thankful thankfully to organizations like imaginexp which are speaking to people who have not been spoken to both from demand side and supply side both from industry and from people who uh, had not considered design a career you know and uh, this is solving a very critical gap that exists in the industry uh so this is for imagining speed you know you guys are doing a great job keep at it uh uh you know uh, we would not uh, we have design schools but there are too many of them in the country they have uh, uh, at times very high entry barriers uh, so it's important to have some degree of democratization in the profession proliferate it uh, meet up the growing demand uh and also inform the growing demand you know bring that growing demand to the industry yes. so i think imaginexp is doing that terrific job of uh, getting work for designers and getting designers for work if i were to put it like that you know they're doing a really good job there and uh, uh, to listeners of the podcast uh, i think again uh, the point that i made in the start which is invest in your craft and invest in the forces that shape your craft Right. those are two things that are very important that commitment to craft is very important it will give you fulfillment that you would not experience with anything else in life uh, eight nine hours of your work that you put in every day this is the highest amount of time that you invest this is more time that you invest in any relationship this is more than this is this is the strongest relationship you'll have in life so commit to it you know uh, work with it have a relationship that that uh, satiates you that nurtures you and uh, design uh, it takes away so much from you but also gives you so much so it's important to uh, invest in that it's important to invest in learning it's important to invest in expression whatever limited quarters you can uh, and uh, it's important to invest in creating agency uh, creating ownership uh, bringing about the change in society design is a tool for transformation what are you able to do with this tool is up to you within a company outside of a company but it's a very important tool to have in hands so take this tool with it take it take its responsibility and live a very fulfilling life you know uh, this profession will fulfill you like it has fulfilled me and others and uh, i hope that your journey would be a very nurturing one uh, so yeah i mean this is what i'll say to other guys Great, great. Thank you so much for your 
very kind words and thanks a lot for this phenomenal interaction uh, full of insight full of industry oriented knowledge uh, rich experience so thank you so much anand thanks for being a part of this podcast it it was wonderful wonderful to have you with us here my my pleasure nabi it was it was very good to have this conversation thank you for having me the pleasure i'm so this is for all our listeners thank you so much for listening to us and all the very best for your design journeys if you'd like to watch more educative videos and content follow us on our social media pages check out our youtube channel and visit us on our website www.imaginexp.com so this is nabil from imaginexp signing off stay safe and i'll see you real soon in the next exciting episode thanks so much guys